Welcome to I Can't Wait to Tell You, a podcast I created to share with you my knowledge, stories, and ideas on everything from manifestation and meditation to money, sex and relationships, self-love and body image, and life in general. I want you to know that you are not your thoughts, that you can choose your thoughts, and thus you and only you create your reality. It's time for you to take control of your life and let joy and abundance be your natural state of being. We all deserve to make some magic, so let's jump right in because there are so many things I can't wait to tell you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the I Can't Wait to Tell You podcast. My name is Casey Edward. I am your host. I am a certified life coach. I am a certified yoga instructor, though I do not teach yoga anymore because I am not chill enough to do so. (laughs) But I do like to mention my qualifications just as some background as to not only why I feel qualified to speak on some of the things that I speak on, but also as a look into my journey as to where I got to where I am today and doing this show. My intention for this show is to help you thrive spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally. And as always, take what you need from this show and leave the rest. And today's episode, I actually did a poll on Instagram. I'm no longer, I don't have a... I don't have a personal Instagram anymore, but I've been posting from the I can't wait to tell you dot podcast Instagram. That might change. I might change it to my personal Instagram. I actually don't feel I don't think I've like talked really about this, but so my other Instagram had right around seven thousand followers, but that was like it 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 built along like it was a long time building and it started in my twenties when I was such a different person and when I felt called to get off social media for a few months, I also felt called to delete that Instagram, which for the ego might be like, but we have 7,000 followers. It's going to take so long to get that back and blah, 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 blah. And that's a limiting belief. But also I realized the people that I attracted into my sphere then are probably different from the people that I will attract now. And I have a different message. I used to be a food blogger (laughs) when I grew my Instagram. And so it felt really good to start over. So that's a little insight. I actually might do an episode sometime on like what it was like to be off of social media, but yeah, so I'm on my, my podcast Instagram and I asked if you all would be interested in an episode on how to have a difficult conversation, how to have a tough conversation. And it was a unanimous yes. And so I'm going to be talking about this today again from the lens of a a life coach, a certified life coach but also from the lens of someone who a lot of my lessons in the past few years have come from having difficult conversations, have come from re-solidifying the truth that speaking my truth is safe. And so that's what today is going to be about. It's going to be a solo episode on how to have a tough conversation. Before we dive in, I want to give a shout out to Keith's Cacao. It is one of my favorite drinks to have to open up my heart, to feel grounded, and also just to enjoy. It tastes delicious. If you're looking for an alternative to caffeine, I know that in the afternoon sometimes I need a little pick-me-up or in the morning I want something, but I don't want coffee. This is it. It still gives you that energy, but in a different, more 
calm way <laughs> than caffeine, and I love coffee, but it's a nice alternative. So anyways, you can check out the link in the show notes to head there and use the code KC20US20 at checkout. So as for how to have a tough conversation, whether this be at work or in relationships of any kind, whether it be a romantic partnership or a friend or a family member, what I want to start out by doing is setting the intention of hopefully you walk away from this with feeling confident in having a difficult conversation. So the intention of this episode is to help you have tough conversations, but from a place of love and strength. So to do that, I'm going to start off by giving some examples of what I mean by tough. So some examples would be this conversation requires you to speak up for yourself. And that's something that you're still practicing. I talked about this on the victim mentality episode, but for so long, I'll speak for myself, but I've had friends say that they do the same thing or did the same thing. I wouldn't speak up for myself. And then I'd have these like angry conversations in my mind with the person, resentful almost, even though I had never told them what I needed. So they did not know, but I'd be resentful. And so maybe it's something that you're still practicing being able to speak up for yourself and that's okay. The better you get at speaking up for yourself, the easier it gets and the easier it it gets to know I am safe, I know who I am and nothing is going to rock that. So tough being, it might require you to speak up for yourself and that's something you're still practicing. Another example of a tough conversation might be setting a boundary. And this could be with someone who isn't understanding of boundaries or is, but either way, setting boundaries, especially again, especially in the beginning can be difficult. I think that there's this weird and funny feeling or notion around setting boundaries where it comes off as harsh or rude or whatever. And that's simply not the case. And thankfully we're getting to a point in, in society where people are like, yeah, boundaries, but I actually heard, um, an interview with Katherine Heigl lately where they said, I've heard so many rumors that you're rude. And she said, I would love to speak up for myself now and say that I'm very professional and I set boundaries and say no. And so I was like, huh, isn't that funny that she got this rap for being rap, rap, rap for being <laughs> rude. And it might've just been because she was strong with her boundaries. So that's another example. Talking about money. Talking about money should not be uncomfortable, but for many people it is. I will be giving, mm, well, I, I had, a, I had a, a conversation recently with someone in my life and I was not uncomfortable, but they were very uncomfortable. And so that made it for, that made it a tough conversation. And speaking a truth, this is another one, speaking a truth that you know may hurt someone else. So say that you have a truth that you need to express and you know it might be hurtful for the other person to hear. It might be that something they're doing has been causing you pain or suffering or it's just not working for you and you just have to express yourself. So that's gonna be a tough conversation but that's not to say that it doesn't have to happen and that you can't have that conversation from a place of love and strength and openness to have, again, a conversation. This is not talking at someone. This is not being all in your feels and not being able to express yourself eloquently. This is having a conversation. And when you start having these conversations, there's like a quote along your voice might shake, but you have to say it anyways. That might be true. Your hands might shake. You might get nervous, but as long as you can stay in your body and take breaths and be present, it gets easier and easier to do so. So 
here are how so here are some of my tips and insights around having a tough conversation. Number one, and I think that this is one of the most important tips that I can offer, is to speak when it feels good to speak about what you need to bring up, not when you're feeling salty. (laughs) So that's not to say you can't be powerful, but speaking from the heart rather than the ego will help the person not feel like they have to be on defense during the conversation. So we all know, like, especially if you've waited to have a tough conversation, you really might be feeling salty or you might be feeling some type of way. So my best advice is if you know you're going to have that conversation, get into a place of love and patience and open-mindedness and be ready to have a conversation from that place. So for example, I had a tough conversation recently and in the morning, instead of going for a run, which kind of jacks me up and, and having coffee, I went for a walk and I had just like half the normal caffeine I normally would because I knew I wanted to just be extra grounded and extra open. And the benefit of do, having a tough conversation from this place is then you know, no matter what happens, you know where you were coming from you know that you are coming from a grounded place of loving and openness. And you can feel your body. You can feel your heart when it starts to close. And the beauty of having a conversation from this place of openness is this is where change can come from if you're both open to it. So that's the first one. The second one when having a tough conversation, set expectations for change and if possible, deadlines for these changes. So the deadlines part might not always be applicable, but having expectations for change is super important because anyone, say you're having a tough conversation where you're asking for something or you're saying you need something, whether it be again from a relationship or from work or from mainly those two things, because everything's a relationship and then at work. But so having set expectations of, okay, so I need X, Y, Z to feel like this is solved for me. Would that work for you? And they might say, no, but this could. And so this is when you have an open conversation about what could work. What could we change? How can we find a compromise? So set expectations for change and if possible, deadlines for these changes. Next, come from a place of support. Make it clear your intention is not to embarrass or demoralize. When you are having a tough conversation, it can quickly become, hopefully not for you, but for the other person, it can quickly become them being hit in their triggers or them being hit in the spots of, uh, And so when you can make it clear that you are coming from a place of compassion and openness and curiosity and willingness, it helps it, it helps the vibe so that they can feel open as well. So we've talked about us staying open, but we can also hold the space for them to stay open. So they know you're not attacking. They know you're not being aggressive and you can still come up with a solution and you can still speak your truth. Now. Here are a few things about having tough conversations that I have learned in the past few years that are very, very worth mentioning because ultimately, you guys, I want you to be able to have a tough conversation and not feel shaken to the core. I want you to be able to have a tough conversation and know exactly who you are, who you were through the conversation and who you are after because having a tough conversation sometimes can bring out other people's hurt, can bring out other people's traumas. It can have someone in their feels. And if someone is in their feels, they might not be able to have a conversation. They might go into 
defense. They might close off. They might be feeling some type of way. And you will know that. You will be able to feel it. You will be able to see it in their their mannerisms and how they're acting. And you will be able to hear it in their voice. So a good way to understand if someone is projecting is if they say things like, you make me feel, or you attacked me, or blah, 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 blah. Those are, you know, what I'm saying? Like when they're starting to feel all flustered and they say those things, ask for an example. Say, could you please provide me with an example? Because again, if you know where you were coming from, and it was a place of curiosity and speaking your truth and groundedness, and you say, can you give me an example? And they cannot give you a specific example. They just keep continuing to talk about their emotions or what you were making them feel or how they were perceiving something. Then you know that it's time to say, okay, we're not on the same page and we might not be. Because it would be silly to say, it would be, it would not be real to say to you, every tough conversation is going to end with flowers and daisies and unicorns and everyone's jumping around and it's like, yay, great, glad we had that. That's not realistic. <laughs> and so preparing you for that isn't to scare you, but it's to know I can still do this. Whoa, something just fell in my office. I feel like that was a sign from the universe. Like, yes. <laughs> but so just knowing that if someone is starting to project, asking for examples, coming back to matter of fact things, coming back to tangible facts is super helpful, bringing them back into the moment. And sometimes this is not going to work. I have had moments in thinking of the, the difficult conversations I've had in the past few years, I've had moments where I've been feeling salty and and mad and uh, and the person was still open and receptive to hearing what I was saying because the truth that I was speaking still was valid and they understood where I was coming from and they could not be in their feels and allow me to feel. And then I've had situations where I was calm and grounded and open and they were like, you were angry, you were upset. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that was not true, right? And so being able to know who you are in this conversation and what your intention was and what your expectations were, this is all so important. And then you'll know very easily if someone is projecting. And the thing is, some people are not going to understand and that's okay. And they might not be your people. Again, this is not to be, this is not to induce fear. It's to prepare you. It's to make you know that even if someone isn't my person, even if someone isn't understanding, even if we're, there can be one conversation happening and two very real, very different experiences. Because both people sitting in that conversation have 30 some odd, or if you're in your 20s or younger, however some odd years of experience, of trauma, of perceptions that are being brought into this conversation. And so the intention of this conversation isn't to be right. That's a huge, important factor. Think about that. It's not to be right. It's to be heard, understood, and for a solution to be brought to the table that serves both parties. Hopefully, as you get better and better at this, you don't go so long where it feels almost unreachable to have a conversation from like a normal grounded place because you'll get better and better at speaking your mind as soon as it happens. Speaking the boundaries as soon as you need them. Now, on the other side of having a conversation, one of two things will have happened and I'm generalizing, but just to make it easy, one of two things will have happened. 
you will have come to a solution, a compromise. You will both be feeling, even if it was a tough conversation, you'll both be feeling heard. You'll both be feeling like, okay, I'm so glad we had that conversation. And again, even if it was difficult. Or one or both of you will feel unheard or unseen or unappreciated or confused or whatever it might be because, again, two people can have very different experiences in one conversation. And so that's the other outcome. You then get to decide. If something isn't working, you must either find a way to accept it or a way to change it. So if you have a difficult conversation that feels like it gets you nowhere, you get to decide, is this something, so whatever you would broaden up, are these things that I can find a way to accept or is it going to be better to change it, to change my circumstance, to change this relationship, to change my job, whatever it may be. That's a decision you get to make and make solidly so that you can move forward saying, I spoke my truth. And now that I did that, I know that I can move forward because at least I spoke it. And you know what? Maybe I can accept these things or I spoke my truth and I didn't feel received. I didn't feel heard. I didn't feel seen. I felt like the other person was all in their feels and I'm going to need to move on from this and find someone who I can work with. Right? So how to follow up after a tough conversation. How, how after a tough conversation to see, to, to essentially see is change happening? Are things working? So if you have the tough conversation and you're afterwards, you're not super clear or you just need a little time, you can start to ask yourself, are actions being taken toward change? Does it seem like, because sometimes say you have a tough conversation, it goes great or it goes okay. Then a little bit after you could ask yourself, are actions being taken towards change? You also get to ask yourself, did you feel heard and received? Which is not the same as, this is huge, which is not the same as agreed with. You being heard and received is not the same as you being agreed with. You don't need the other person to agree with you to come up with a solution or a compromise and to be heard and to be felt. Because again, the intention of this conversation wasn't to be right. It was to say, this is how I've been feeling and a solution that I would love would be X, Y, or Z. What do you think about that? And so after a tough conversation, what I've learned in a tough conversation is A, not to make a decision in that tough conversation, not to go into people pleaser mode at the end of the conversation. You can say, I see where you're coming from. It can end up end well, but then, but then note that you are going to need to take some time when you're not in the emotions of the conversation. Even if you stay grounded and open, it's good to take some time after to ask these questions. Do I feel like solutions were brought to the table? Do I feel like I was heard and received? Take some time after. You do not have to make any decisions in that conversation. Because I've had people in the conversation say, yeah, well, let's do this. Let's do that. And I, and I have said, let's take some time because what happens is people tend to either be able to assimilate and use their emotions or they get all in their feels even more. And then they want to say, well, you know what? I might've said that, but I, I, I don't mean that anymore. So it's good for you both to take. And, and again, I'm kind of, I'm going from the, the lens of having a conversation with two people one-on-one. But it could be you and a group of people. I've had conversations with me and multiple bosses in the room. (laughs) And so just knowing, again, like as I speak this 
uh, podcast episode. And as I've learned these things, you can be so in your body and speak your truth. You can be so grounded and nurturing and not agree with someone. That is okay, you guys. It is so okay not to agree with people. It is so okay not to bend and be flexible with everything someone needs, whether it be a boss or a partner, because you get to be an autonomous being. So I think that feels good to leave off on. That feels right for me. I hope this episode helped you. If you know anyone in your life that is most likely going to have to be having a difficult conversation, which not have to be having, we get to have these conversations. This is where change comes from. This is the catalyst to so many eye-opening revelations. This is the place where, and listen, you might be having a tough conversation where there's someone coming to you and saying, I need these things from you, or you said you were going to do this and I don't feel that you did. And you get to be open and receive that and you get to hear them and you get to learn and grow. So whether you're on the receiving end of a tough conversation or you're the one who's asking to have the tough conversation, wherever you are in that mix, you get to be open, you get to learn, you get to ground, you get to speak your truth and being heard and being seen is not the same as being agreed with. And this is just another opportunity for you to see, do I have some inner work to do? Did this hit me in some heartstrings? What's going on with me or do, or do you walk away and say, I felt good about having that conversation? It's just an opportunity to get to know yourself. And as you get to have these conversations more and more, they don't become a big thing. As in, you know that you're going to have it, you have it, you're safe, you're good. And then, and then life goes on, right? It doesn't have to rock your world to speak your truth because you know who you are you know your intentions you know how you feel and you made sure to go into that conversation feeling clear and open and open-minded and receptive and ready to speak up for yourself. You can, you will, you are, you are strong, you are powerful and being strong and powerful is not mutually exclusive with being kind and loving and open. Being strong and powerful is not mutually exclusive with being kind and loving and open. So thank you so much for listening. Again, if you know that you're, you have a friend who might benefit from this, please share it with them. You can support the show by leaving a comment and a review wherever you listen. I am so grateful for that. And then you can follow along on Instagram. I can't wait to tell you to podcast. As always, I'm so grateful for every single one of you and I will talk to you soon.